Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A grain of rice. A grain of rice is going to tip the scale. Just remember that, then. There's a small bit of a needle there. Come on, Mayo. You've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show that we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Hi folks, uh, how are you all doing? You're welcome along uh, to another Examiner uh, hurling show. Difference being tonight, we're on a Sunday night. Uh, the sun is shining out the, outside us here. There's a, a stream of traffic going back from where I am, back from Kilkee, back to Limerick. I know they're not supposed to come outside the county, TJ, but we suppose we a bit of uh, we let you off, I suppose, in the current situation. Uh, very dark behind you there as well, TJ, because obviously he's roast and hot sunshine coming in over the Galtys there on top of him, so we have to adjust a bit for that. Um, Sunshine. you can't call into the loser. I know, that's the way you'll be thinking now. Hopefully, a <laughs> few weeks, TJ, we'll have the old umbrellas out and uh, we'll be nabbing a few of them anyway, coming back. Uh, delighted, Marcus here as well, but delighted to be joined uh, this week. Although, he's just after reminding me that he doesn't have a great record when he's on this show, but delighted to, to welcome back uh, All-Ireland referee from last winter. The referee, the most amazing All Ireland final, I suppose, myself and himself were privileged to be inside the ground that day. Uh, also, referee in 17, obviously, Fergal Hargan. Fergal, how are you? Thanks, Anthony. Yeah, uh, it's great to be heading down the road again to the first league match since the last time I was with you. Um, March 11 last year, we we no league match since, so it's hard to imagine 50, 14 or 15 months later to be our next league match. Uh, we never thought that that Monday before Cheltenham of last year, but listen. It's it what it's going to be a magnificent league. We hope the conditions are going to be the best league conditions played for many a year. And let's let's let let's get let the games begin. Yeah, Fergal. If there's any sign of a new strain or anything tomorrow or Tuesday, we won't be able to have you on the show anymore because <laughs> it's too much of a coincidence. <laughs> How we doing, lads? How we doing, Mark? Very good. Day, I don't know. Yeah, format and and uh, delighted that Fergal is on with us this evening. Um, there's a lot of water under the bridge since the last time we spoke. I suppose the uh, the Queen is after coming in again, the darling of the podcast. So, uh, but you were on this time, of course. See the smile on your face, like ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that yourself and TJ. You have to send in a few quid down my way, yeah. Nah, no chance, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, if ever I was hoping there'd be a pub allowed to be open, it was last Sunday evening, like, <laughs> and the ball of money from the Queen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, she did. Just... She did it well, no, to be fair, and um, she got a great ride from Joy Sheldon, which is and uh, that was a Champions Weekend, so there's fifteen grand for the first prize, which is a way fifty percent more than it normally is. But it was great that she that for Ken Buds and, and everybody involved. There's only a few here watching it now, and the kids were watching this marvelous match with Ron at the television. As well, he was, I suppose, about fifty hours to run, like, but. Uh, no, she's mighty now in fairness. She only got three pounds and uh, the handicapper there on the top right-hand corner would probably tell you whether she has a chance of winning again. Well, what's the call, teacher? 
Well, in Mark's case, right, so Dilla, she's got three handicap marks, right? So she's handicapped in the all weather in Dundalk, right? She's handicapped over hurdles, right? So she's won in Dundalk and she's won over hurdles. But believe it or not, Dilla, her lowest handicap mark, right, is on the turf in the flat. So she could run on grass between here and maybe Galway, I'd say, on a nice dry day with good ground. She's rated 53, Mark. I would say over a mile and a half. Get on. She'd be a certain would, would you go to Galway with her? Ah, uh, you 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 uh, have to be thinking that way, no, Mark. She's got two nice races, one. But I said, you, uh, off fifty three mile and a half, good pilot up. I'd be happy to plow in. Yeah, so nice ladies' race there. In the Cora, later on the the ladies' race over a mile and a half. She might appreciate a good long straight. Like that Galway track is fairly is uh well, it's a bit like Tremor as well, so she won a shot head, but uh correct. Yeah, I'll um I better pass that through the stewards there and see when we get the nod. It's nice to have a horse with all those options anyway, and Spielberg. And of course, and Dela just before we go away from it now, since the last time we spoke, your old buddy Josie Mourinho. And uh, got the P45 and you lost the Carabao Cup. So, come here. You're not getting off that light tonight. Jeez, I'm only after an hour after the Carabao Cup. Like, look at me a break. Will you like, you know, jeez. <laughs> but just go on to show One nil. A manager is a manager, whatever. Like, and, but like, like Sissoko and, and these fellas, like Eric Dyer. Just not good enough. Like, <laughs> if you're going to keep playing them fellas, no matter who's in charge, the same mistakes in the cover. But, Anyway, we I, keep it hurling as much as we can. <laughs> who, who's getting the job at Spurs there? I don't know. I don't know. It's a good tempt your man away from Leicester to be huge. But you'll be saying, why would you be leaving Leicester to go to Spurs at the moment? Rogers. Roy Keane is available, yeah. Dello. I wouldn't put him over Katie Barry. Just <laughs> 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 like the rugby now, there'll be no more mentions of that man on this show. I suppose, Fergal, the main reason I, I reached out to you myself there was uh, just a month ago now, our first show of the year, we went rabbiting on about rules and, and regulations and, and the, new, the new trial uh, rules for a year. But it's not, not no good calling them trial because... You could win or lose the All Ireland final over one of these rules, so they're there as far as we know anyway for the year. And I suppose your good buddy Johnny Ryan was first on to me anyway. You haven't a clue what you're talking about with those rules, so I said we better address it. No offense, no Johnny, but we said we'd go for Fergal if he was available. But uh, was <laughs> <laughs> we were, I listened back to it actually this morning, Fergus. Was we were rabbit on a bit about you know a lad bearing down on goal and he anywhere inside the 21. There's a straight yellow uh, black card and he's off and and uh, and it's a penalty. Weren't we, TJ? We were such. We, you 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 did very bad for it, TJ. You, you actually said it'd be a, a recipe for disaster the whole thing. So it's well, just I interesting. We're the best ref in the country, TJ. So we do. Yeah, we do. In fairness, we get, we get, get his take on it. But you you were very strong that day, TJ. You thought it was well, like what cynical, what not cynical. <clears throat> First of all, I, I have made peace with all referees all around the country, so we're all on great terms. Just so you know, right? and second, That's the first law, you know. Yeah, you made a super job, yeah, in the final last year. Fregel, my my issues here are around what is a clear and obvious goal score chance, and is that going to make life difficult for you guys in the spur of the moment? Like, it is difficult, like with a good ball, a good pass, bad pass, like make the difference. So, was there a goal on or was there not a goal on? 
that's kind of where I was coming from, really. Yeah, well, I suppose there's a few things, I suppose, that you need to address. First of all, there's, there's no black card, okay? So there'll be no card. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's going to be a yellow card, and the referee will, will make a... will go for a penalty, the, the usual um, penalty signal, and he'll be pointed to the line. So there's no extra card coming in. There's no black book or no black card. So it's just a yellow card, and the player will, will the, the referee will tell the player that you're now in a sim bin for 10 minutes. So there won't be any extra card. That's very important. That was said the last night about a black card. There's no black card, okay? Um, and the clear and obvious score scoring chance is not in the ruling either. Okay, the ruling is very is very clear. Um, uh, you know, it's it's in uh, it's it's just a, a goal scoring opportunity. It's not clear, and it's it's the, the I suppose the big thing about it is it's only the it's only the referee that's on duty on the day can call whether it's a sin bin and a penalty or not. So it's completely up to him. Um, which and you're right. Will that cause? Will that call? Will that cause confusion for different referees on different days? Yes, the answer will be. It will be for a few weeks in the national league, because this is a year like no other year in the fact that most of the referees on the eighth of May, 9th of May, will have no match refereed since November last year, which is six months. We have no national league. We have no Harty Cup. We have no Fitzgibbon Cups. With no even inter-county talent matches. Normally, I'd have five or six talent matches done heading into the National League, OK? So, no referee. I, I refereed the All-Ireland the 14th of December. I haven't put a whistle to my mouth since. So, my first appointment, whether it's on the line or refereeing the 8th or 9th of May, will be the first game I've, I've officiated at since the All-Ireland final under the new rules. So, that's going to that's going to bring its own challenges, obviously. And... Um, the sin bin obviously brings a an extra challenge in the fact that we haven't had a chance to sit down, go through a few matches. We'll say if, if it wasn't if it was trial in the league, we might have a look at it, um, or if it's given cup or something. But it hasn't been. So yeah, TG, you're right to a certain extent. It's going to be it's going to be a challenge. It's something that the referees are going to have to come to terms with quickly in the national league. Okay, but I think it's very important for listeners <coughs> and the media and managers and players, etc. While the players have had three or four weeks to hone their skills on the field, hurling-wise, and have probably trained singly <clears throat> since um, since Christmas, the referees have not been able to do that. Okay, we've been able to run around the fields and train on our own, but as regards sharpness, the the, the only thing, the only tool we have in our book is is matches and sharpness, and that that that's going to be an issue. Well, Fergal, to go back just, just one to the um the, the the new rule, right? So, are you saying? It is kind of the referee's discretion, really, whether the goal scoring chance is there or not. And is that the only difference between a normal yard and, let's say, the same bin and the penalty? It's only if there's a goal on. It's it's in the opinion of the of the match referee on the day if the goal if he thinks it was a goal scoring opportunity, and it must be inside the twenty meter line and in the semicircle. Okay, he has to take a few things into consideration. How many defenders are between him and the goal line? Could someone else come across and block him? But these are all a matter of opinion, and they're only opinion of, of Anderson in charge on the day. Nobody else. Uh, it's, it's interesting there. <clears throat> so the semicircle is included because we we had a long debate about a cynical free being awarded. We say out by the sideline circle. So just yeah. so like the semicircle is definitely included. So just can we kind of clarify? We say out by the sidelines and stuff like that. If there was a cynical free. No, I suppose most of you are very strong in this that, there, that it wouldn't be a goal scoring opportunity if it was out by the sidelines. So, so Fergal, what's your opinion 
like or should there be an extra line a bit like a bit like soccer now just to, that a penalty is awarded inside the box and you know there's a vacant bit of space from the box out to the sideline should the GA be looking at something like that to make it easier for the referee no I, I think we have enough lines on the field to be honest about it and um, I don't I, I, the, the less rules that we bring in in my opinion I think the game of Holland is in a very good position in a very good place okay um, obviously last year there was a bit of technical uh, fouls there was more, probably more so than other years but it, was that was that because of the time of year we played in as well you know what I mean it, it brings around different winter Holland you know what I mean it maybe it did maybe it doesn't to answer your question um, if a player if a corner forward gets the ball on the sideline inside the 20 metre line and he rounds the player, right? Why yeah. will the player pull him down if he doesn't feel it's a goal-scoring opportunity? So, in my opinion, that if, if the corner forward is capable of rounding his man at any stage inside the 20-metre line, and he can lose his marker, at the level we're operating at, any corner forward, and Anthony has played centre-back, wing-back, and TG played at both ends of the field, Mark, and you played wing-back, midfield, you know yourself the calibre of player you're dealing with nowadays. The T.G. Reeves, the Joe Cannings, the Aaron Gillans, all these men are capable of scoring. If they can swing the hurry anywhere inside the 20-metre line, these boys are capable of putting the ball in the back of the net. So the question I'd ask is, if the defender doesn't feel he's under pressure, why would he pull him down inside the 20-metre line? And in my opinion, if, if the player is going inside the man and he's pulled down inside that 20-metre line deliberately, in my opinion, it's a penalty and a sin and that's clear, of okay. course. Yeah, that, that, that's very yeah, clear. I, for them. But what, what, what about the case of, let's say, a fullback and cornerback are just really, really tight to his man. He's very tight to us. The corner forward wins the ball. He has it in his hand and he's rounding him. And there's a holding lever and it's 50-50. And you know what goes on now in, in the modern game between making runs and checking runs. My, my, my concern, again, would be around the area of, like, he's that cynical. Holding a player is not cynical. It's not a, it's not a sin bin or yellow card. Holding a player is, is a free and a noting only. Now, if he holds him inside in the large parallelogram, it's a penalty. But it's not a sin bin. Right. Okay. Okay? It has to be a deliberate pull-down, trip, careless use of the hurley, trip with the leg, arm or hurley. Okay? That's clear. There's only four or five. I can tell you exactly what it is here if you want to know what it is. To clear it up for everyone that's listening. Yeah, because... <clears throat> If any of the following infractions are committed on an attacking player with a goal-scoring opportunity, either inside the 20-metre line or the semi-circle arc, to pull down an opponent, to trip an opponent with the hands, arm, leg, foot, or a hurley, or to use the hurley in a careless manner. That's the rule. That's very clear. Okay? There was a couple of instances last year where players committed um, cynical fouls. You can go back. I'm not going to name players... Um, and play, I don't talk about players fouling or, or what they did do. Some players fouled and they were able to foul without giving away a card, yellow or red. Okay? These are clear cut. These are what these are what this is what the new rule was brought in for. And they're very clear for for officials, managers, media, and everyone. It, it is clear cut. It's 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 very clear cut what they're looking for. And TJ, to go back to what you were saying about we say the full back being tight and corner back. Absolutely. That's what a full back job is, to be tight and um Pull the jersey. We all know that goes on, but this is a deliberate pull down when a when a player is bearing down on goals. It's, to me, it's a very very easy decision to make. I can easily tell you the difference between an accidental trip and a fella putting his hurry out to trip him 
So it's a big, big difference. You have to be able to allow for accidental collisions. It happens in every game. And even 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 if we do allow for that, some fellas will say, oh, he should have given me a yellow card there. Or, and you might come on and say, yeah, he was right, it was an accident. Look, that's that's um, that's everyone's opinion. But I, I would always side on the side of caution. I'd only be going for a sin bin and yellow card if it's a definite problem or any one of them I just read out. Accidental. It's, an accidental trip has to be a free. We know that. It's a free. But it's a free. It's, there's nothing else. Nothing else attributed to it. But Fergal, I, I think you mentioned there, the staff there, that you could give away a penalty in the parallelogram, right, without it being a sin bin. Correct. And if you, and if you give that player a yellow card for that foul, is that not leading to confusion now, Fergal? Because if I'm the punter on the 70,000, let's look at you flashing a yellow card, you're giving a penalty, but you're not sending to the sin bin. And that's where... That's why I thought this separate card may have been yeah. a difference because you, you've made a clear distinction that you feel it's not cynical. And now you're putting yourself in a position whereby the referee is making the call. No, that's not cynical, but I am giving a yellow card. Yeah. I think that, like, that does lead to confusion now, Fergal, because you've handed a yellow card and you haven't sinned, but you have given the penalty. So are you understandable? You know, you're not an extra card, but in that one incident, to me, that is going to lead to a lot of confusion. The, the only answer I can give to you on that, Mark, and it's, it, I'm not coming across as being abrupt. No, it's not. not my, it's not my issue or problem if the fella in the stand doesn't know the rules of the game. I would expect, I would expect Anthony Daly, who's on the Sunday game, or TG Ryan, to know the rules of the GEA. I would expect him. That is, everyone should at least know the rules. I'm not expecting 80,000 people in Crow Park to know why I give a free or why I give a yellow card. And nor do I actually want to be able to tell them. It's not my job. My job is to referee the match between the, the white lines in, in Crow Park or Simple Stadium. And that's it. And I'll always explain to the player exactly why he's being carded and what he done. If it was, if it was an infraction um, I was taught about from a sideline or a linesman, I tell him exactly why the card has been issued. But I, I can't I can't legislate for for the people in the stand that that might know the rules. But I do I do, <laughs> I, do I do sympathize with what you're saying about the, the sin bin and the yellow card and the normal penalty. I agree with you. We have actually spoke about that, but it was agreed that no other card would be used. Okay. So, okay. so there, there would have been um, some people feeling that it was maybe maybe bring in the black. Black is in football at least, people are familiar with it. That we could yeah. determine, you know, distinguish between our normal yellow card. Because you'll have yellow cards out around the middle of the field now, like a, a dirty pull or something, and, and lads be saying he's after getting a yellow, why didn't he gone off? I don't know that's your mm. not your job. We're not saying that, like, but I, I do think that that could have been made a little bit clearer for in fairness to people that pay going into turnstiles or to live stream as we know now is is our, our way of doing yeah. it. Well at the well, at, at the time of speaking, Anthony, there's no other care. That's all I can tell you that we haven't been we haven't been told as any other card only a sin bin and that the player will be told is a sin bin and that's that's as far as it goes and he'll relay the message to the manager or the sideline official. I'm I will be mic'd up or whoever's refereeing the game will be mic'd up to the fourth official and linesman and um they'll be able to tell him. Is there a signal for the sin? I know it sounds a bit mad, but like you no. can just go go, is it? <laughs> when when you when you see him walking toward, towards you, TG, you know he's gone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we went back, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. 
But the big yeah. thing, I suppose, and we discussed it the last day, Fergal, was, you know, um, and we didn't get it right, and it's fantastic to have you on, even for a fellow that'll be going on the Sunday game, to clear up a few things in my head. But, <laughs> like, a fella that catches a fella's jersey, though, and doesn't bring him to ground, and he pulls him back, then there's, there cannot be uh, a sin bin, and let's say you can still give the penalty, but you can't sin bin for that. Is that correct? Correct, yeah. It's only a holding, is only a noting. But if he does it again, if he does if he does it a second time, it's yellow. A two noting infractions would be yellow. That's the rule, Anthony. That's that's the rules that we've been handed down. And um, I look, there's there's merit in what in what you're. I know exactly where you're coming from. But unfortunately, the set of rules are as as I as I laid out to you there a few minutes ago, and that's it. You can pull at the jerseys. Is 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 not a deliberate. It's not in the rules, and that's it. Like it, it, like Fergal, and I, I will compliment you on this now, right? Um, you were mic'd up a couple of years ago at Waterford in the All-Ireland Final. And I was at the game live and I never noticed the amount of talking and your involvement in the game. I thought it was outstanding, to be honest with it. And we look played in Dickie Murphy's time, whereby you could never kind of follow with Dickie Murphy. And I'd have to say, you are something similar as well at the moment. But you are very strict and you're very stern, but, but, but not over the top, which I think is fantastic from a referee's point of view with the players. And uh, I just want to compliment you on that. Like, I, I, I think it's outstanding. Like, but I, I can see a massive amount of confusion now already. Even like, and you were talking about it, it isn't your concern about the, the paying punter. But there was three of us on the show a fortnight ago, and between the three of us, we were kind of a bit bamboozled ourselves. Like, and that's, and I know that's not your either. But I like the amount of work, Fergal, and like, a referee is. Yeah, <laughs> but the amount of knowledge and rules and even the second yellow card there for cynical play for two holdings of the jersey but it's sorry, it's not cynical play sorry it's grabbing at the jersey and that's still not a penalty you know i think it's a great oh, no, sorry, it, is, it, is, it is it is a penalty but it's not a sin bin yeah so it is a penalty not a sin bin like the yeah. level the level of detail fergal that you have to know and we've often spoken to show about taking Somebody jobs off of you in terms of scorekeeping or timekeeping, um, or even the substitutions or the yellow cards and the red cards. Like, I mean, it's a great tribute to you and all your referees, I must say. Thanks, Mark. But I, I, I'll be honest with you, we don't, we don't find um, the referee in a chore because look, we've we obviously we've a lot of games done and we came through the ranks. And look, it's just something we, you get so used to. It's like. Anthony playing a match or TJ or yourself playing a game and you go training three nights a week and you listen to the manager roaring and balling at you whatever you do and it just look you just come accustomed to it and um, look we're used to going back to what you said about the punter and the stand and look I train teams myself and I've been involved in, in tip teams and all them and I know what goes into it and every the three V are the same you've been involved in at the highest level for many years with brilliant teams and like I would love for all the punters and the stand no more than anyone to really understand what we are going through or what we have to do, right? But like, in the world we are living in, uh, refereeing, the game has gone so quick. It's gone so intense. Like, the hits are massive, right? These boys are better trained, probably, than any professionals in the world. Let's be honest about it. Like, these boys are, you can call them animals, you can call them beasts. I mean that in the best sense of the word. Every one of these boys, they're top, top men, right? And I have enough to be doing, and the referees have enough to be doing, just to make the right split, right decision in that split second moment, right? So anything else that goes on around us in a stadium, 
whether it is Matt talking about us at half time or the examiner on a Monday morning or you know anyone have something to say or they don't want to, I'd often go home and listen to someone comment on, on something that happened and I'd be saying to myself he hasn't one clue what he's talking about not an iota but like do I go on social media and say what I think no I don't go on social media I don't do social media people can say what they want about me on social media there's plenty of people that will say bad things about me do I worry about it water off a duck's back the very same if Anthony Daly's over a team he gets Fleck and Clare TG got it in Limerick you got it when you are playing with Cork do I care no absolutely not no. I have to say when I knew the whole country was giving out shit about me I kind of did care right? I have to say <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's the point I was trying to make was I fully understand the pressure referees are under and I would be in favour of and I have been saying that there is aspects here that we could take off the referee right like things like keeping score and maybe the time and stuff right that, that, that's where I was coming from I feel that this is an extra piece onto a referee like 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 you know yourself, right? I, I, and me, because I often you know involved with the team. You look back at the game maybe once or twice, right? And you'd see, like you'd say, Becky, there was a goal on there. We could have gone for it, and you would have to look back at it a second time in order to see it that the goal was on. Like, and I think that this is a pressure on a referee. Today. And you know yourself, the attacking team will say, "Geez, the goal was on," whereas the defending team will be the opposite. So it's 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 a tight call for me as to say, was there a goal on or not? And I I can see it a bit like VAR and. I can see this being a tough one now to call, as you said, in the spur of the moment. Have you any help from upstairs? Have you any help from, obviously, I know linesmen and umpires can help you on today. Again, like, is upstairs going to come into play on that? No. No, uh, no, absolutely not. And um, linesmen won't come into play either, really. Like, you know, be, well, you can, linesmen can have their opinion, but, you know, in fairness, you know, you're often, bit, like, you don't want to sound like, too hard on linesmen and umpires and things, but you know a lot of cooks can spoil a pro too, you know. And um, look, personally, I'd like to make I'd like to make a decision myself and stick by it, you know. And look, I, I don't see it being a massive issue. I I I know what you're saying, TG. You think it's it's another it's an, it's another rule that we have to implement and more pressure on us, but I don't know. Is it though? I I, I like will can, can you see? Can you see happening? In this year's championship, what happened last year with this new rule being brought in? Will players deliberately pull down their opponent now that this rule is in? Or will it make the referees, instead of making our life harder, I think it might make our life easier. It might do, yeah. I think yeah. players will be very aware of it. They'll be conscious of it and they won't want to do it. Certainly in a tight game, Fergal, they'll definitely be, definitely, like, if you were five or six points up in the last minute and someone do it, you could say they might, right? But, yeah. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I was just kind of curious about that goal scoring chance. That's, I suppose, the piece for me. Yeah, I just to come in, just to finish up on, on I suppose, on that bit, like, I'm very conscious of, and I'm only one of 35 lads or whatever it is on the panel at the moment, and we're all starting out next week um, from scratch, um, trying to get our place on the championship panel in six weeks' time. And look, I met I met it long enough to know, and you're at you're around long enough watching games to know. I expect a small few cheating problems in the national league. Absolutely, no doubt. Okay, I'd be I'd be talking complete rubbish here today if I said to you there wouldn't be a few issues. But we haven't got together as a referees body yet. It's, it, that's happening this week, okay, for obvious reasons. So I'm we have we have three rounds of the league, two or three rounds of the league. Then we have a week off, and then we have two more rounds of the league, five rounds, I think. 
and we'll probably meet the third week when we're doing after the two first two rounds. But I'm very confident by the time that we kick off in June, there'll be, there'll be 25 or 30 matches played and we'll have a lot of footage to go over. I'm very confident by the time June comes around and the championship panel is nine or ten or whatever, the new committee who've come in with Oakthorne, Larry McCarthy, it came in with him. When they sit down to pick their panels, to know that we will be in a lot better position. And um, I'm very, I, I think by, by, the, by, by the time June comes around, both the players and the referees will be a lot clearer on what action will be taken in the championship. Yeah, I think I think like we we we've kind of complained a little bit about not being enough goals and goal scoring chances and great saves as well as that. So I I think where you're coming from is probably right for just if we'll stop the cynical defender from making that call. Just to take it back, Fergal, it was a motion that was passed at Congress, right? Now to bring that to the exact rules, like leaving out the pulling of the jersey, pulling of a hurley. Can imagine a fall, a corner back fallen and he's able to grab a corner forwards hurley. You'd say it's the most cynical thing going. But where how did we arrive at this position, Fergal? Or is that something you're aware of? Or just to, just to ask you that, like that. I know it was a motion that was passed to Congress, but did that actually bring us to the what was in the rule or what wasn't? Or would you have been consulted in that process? No, we we wouldn't have any we wouldn't have any say in, in rule changes at all. Um we 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 know that they'd be upcoming or they, they're they're in they're in the pipeline. But if, to answer your question, if had we any say in it, absolutely not. Um, that would be look. There was a lot of media. I think the media like it's like anything. Was, was it was it media driven? Like there was a lot of there was a lot of talk last year around cynical fouls, whether it is on the Sunday game or even on if you read the papers and people are probably on about it. And the powers that be and managers or secretary county board officers think that there was a need for change. Personally, if you ask me, are you asking my opinion? Would I have would I have brought it in? No, I'd be a GM, I'd be a horror man. I'd like to see it. No, I'd like get on with it and this, you know what I mean? Like, will it change? Will it if, if, if a team is up four points in the All Ireland final and a lead is going through, will Anthony Daly take take one for the team with 30 seconds to go? Absolutely. Indeed. It won't change Indeed. that. It, it won't might, change that. You might even need to go four. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just saying it's like circumstances are, will alter cases. Um, but like, the, I suppose the big one with the sin bin is that there's going to be no replacement for him, which is, you know, in a game of hurling, it's not like football where you can go across the 21 for 10 minutes there and play a game of basketball. Um, hurling is in to end, and 10 minutes with 14 minutes is a lot. And look, it's big, it's going to be a big, big change. And, and look, Anthony, let, let's, we won't know, we won't see under the blood and thunder. Down the home straight in August, whether this has a massive impact on games or not. Yeah, yeah, no. So it's, just, it's, uh, it just, just <clears throat> one Mark Yeah, you know, yeah. We're all we've all um, spoken about uh, for the um, you know how hard it is to keep fit and all that at the moment, and sick of shagging zooms and everyone says and be involved with teams and you're saying we we'll do a zoom, we'll do a table quiz. We're fed fed up with the whole thing. Is it going to put an extra em- emphasis on fitness, like because? You're going to call it that it's a penalty, cynical, and and ten minutes off the field. Is it going to put more pressure on refs that way? It's harder to make a call in the last ten minutes than it is in the first ten, obviously. You know, um, but look, we're we're on a we're on a we're we're being well looked after in Dublin, at the, um, obviously by um, DCU um, Niall Miner and Aidan Brady is is with us the whole time, and um, we're in Dublin Wednesday night for the fitness test for the national league. So um, no, we've been tipping away since. Um, early January because we were waiting for the league to start 
obviously it's in the January we were getting ready so and then we were looking at March we kind of got a micro head in March so no I, I think the, the, the one good thing about the National League Anthony is it's going to be played on top of the ground and I always find and you know you, you know yourself boys it's a lot easier referee a match when the ball is flying A to B than it is in the down in Walsh Park in February you know or down in Innes when the bike in a nice tight field and you know the boys will be pulling be getting into you fairly hard and tough and that's the way it is but when the ball is flying around the field lads lovely game to referee you're dealing with three fans of the uh, old National League in the tight, tight field in the slow <laughs> field yeah yeah <laughs> We wouldn't be a favourite of nine mine on a Wednesday night, no. <laughs> no. At the start of every National League, you're always looking for something a little bit different, whether it's a hand pass or the hurley to the head or whatever it is. And obviously, the, this is going to be new now. Is there anything else that, let's say, there's a worry from the referee side? Well, no, the other, I suppose the other big one is the head injury that they were, that's after coming into play. Um, that's the referee. The referee can call a head injury now and he can look for the player to leave the field to play, which I think is, is, has been a great move because... You know yourself, like the, the hits that, as I said to you earlier on, the, the size of the, the men we're dealing with now and the physique of them is different, different class altogether at the time when we were on panels, senior panels, or under 21 or mine or whatever it was 20 years ago. They're just different animals. And the hits, even a shoulder to shoulder charge now, a legal one, can rattle every bone in a fella's body, you know. And um, look, I'm delighted that came in and that they can use a sub, and it's not you, sorry, I won't say a sub, they can use another player and it won't count as a sub. And if he, if he stays on for the whole match, it still doesn't count as a sub. So, like, we're starting to learn learn um, about players' welfare. And even the referees now are, before, like, to the case of, we'll get up and play on. That that day is gone. And um, I, I think that's the big, big, that's the more important rule than, than the sin bin, to be honest with you. Because I think there's a lot of players getting um, head injuries and concussion that's, that's going undetected. Yeah, just, um, so just to confirm, if there's a cynical foul, out the field, we'll say, out around the 45-yard line. So there was one particular foul last year where a Dublin player was chasing down um, a leash. Was it leash, was it? And he yeah, hit him with yes. the hurley across the ankles and tripped him. That's still only a yellow card, Fergal. That's not a sin-binning situation. No, it's just a yellow card, unless the referee deemed it a strike and he could give him a red. But if it's a trip, yeah, it's yeah. out there, it's just a yellow Okay. okay, and now, okay. so it now just comes down then to the line, so the semicircle and inside the 21-yard line. Where are you now in terms of help or maybe getting help from technology? And I won't preempt what you're going to tell me, but I have a fair idea. But um, technology has been a big part of our discussion here because you know and I know that a penalty awarded, um, a sin-binning of a player... And the foul may look like it's committed outside the semicircle or outside the 21-yard line. Are you going to want to go to technology to confirm what your suspicions are? A bit like Hawkeye. Don't take a chance, Les. The technology is there. Let's use it. Well, I, can, I can answer that very straight and honestly. Um, we're not, we, by rule, we can't use any technology for... Do you know what I mean? It's all, it's all, the only tool we have at our disposal is um, to go to Hawkeye for a point, even, for a, even a ball that crosses the goal line. No assistance, unfortunately. Um, would it be great to have that tool? Absolutely. I'd love to have it. I'd love to be, you, absolutely. Yeah. I have no yeah. problem in saying it. Anything that makes my life easier on a field, and get the right decision. I don't want to go home and keep her playing Galway. I won't be doing it. Well, tip, tip Galway and, and Limerick, and I give a penalty that was outside, or a sin bin, and your man was outside the D. Absolutely not. 
yeah. you know what I mean? Who, who, um, yeah, absolutely. We'd love to have, but we don't have it. Um, we have we have umpires and we have linesmen that'll be running alongside us. So I, I think between the three or four of us, we'd be hoping that we get it right. But as regards technology, yeah. that won't be at our disposal, no. You'll be you'll like, be blown. So Fergal, you'll be blown. We'll say your man is maybe just a step inside to twenty, and you'll be saying, "Les, was he inside?" To my linesman, like, and they come back. Yeah, definitely gone inside by the time he's fouled. So mm. that, that's how instant it will be, is it? That's how instant it will be. And plus, plus most of the big venues now, the lines are very, very clear on the field. It's very hard. I like. I, I know what you're saying. Like, would you miss it? It's very hard to miss that, Anthony. I, it's very clear when a player's inside the twenty meter line, and you get so used to refereeing matches that level. You've 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 a very good. You've very easy to to feel where a lad is on the field. You know what I mean? You know, you know where he is on the field, and I that, that won't be the issue. The issue would be more like TG said of um um if he's pulled down inside the twenty meter line over near the sideline. That's a, that's where the scenario will come in. Yeah. To use your judgment on is that a goal scoring opportunity? That's where the problem will arise. I think TG has a point on that one. No, that yeah. could be a problem. Yeah. Will it be there for club for No. No, are we, are we clear up that as well from the last step? This, we this has only been tri- this is this has only been trialed in this year's national league and championship, and then there's another congress at the end of the year, and they'll decide whether this is passed or not. Not for the club in 2021. That's great. Anyway, we've cleared that up for listeners as well. They probably knew anyway more than we did. Uh, but you know, just yeah, yeah just but I, I make you think going forward, though, like that if something is passed at congress, it would be a great idea to bring in the refs and ask them what they thought would be the best, best way of working the rule you know you have to keep the ethos of the rule obviously do you know uh, obviously the motion was that maybe refs could put off a cynical foul like we, we want we, we we mentioned three of them we're not afraid to say it was Danny Sutcliffe in the in the Dublin Leash one we mentioned Adrian Toohey on Jamie Callan and we mentioned Ronan Maher on Conor Whelan they were the three just top, off our, top of our heads for and I could see where the fellow at home would say I, I'm putting in a motion to the club but now, surely going forward, we should involve the top referees in, in clarifying the rules so there is no confusion. Yeah, again, um, we just don't have, we, we don't be asked, and I suppose we're like, we're not officers or we're not um, we're not on committees in, in Crow Park. And to be honest about it, I just read a referee to match Anthony. And if that's, if that's the rule, that's, if, that's the, if that's the wording of the rule, well, then that's my job to implement it to the best of my ability. But like, you have a point in what you're saying. Obviously, Anyone that's making changes, you should nearly nearly normally ask the people that would be involved. But look, it that's we're not at that level, we're not at that um in that position. And um we just have to trust the people that are, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think VAR what? would be a disaster. I don't I don't think we need it. I think it's made a ball of the soccer in the UK. It's turning people off watching it, certainly turning me off watching it. So for what I'm gonna say to Fergal is I think it's a monumental waste. I two things to say here actually. I rarely get to talk to a referee like this, right? Because Marty is telling me, will you just go out there and shut up? <laughs> right? So, so the two things I was going to say to you is, I think it's a monumental waste, for if you're a linesman, right? You can't have an influence on the game, right? To help the referee. I know what you're saying about too many cooks, right? But have two experienced referees on either side of the pitch, right? Surely there's something more that could be done there with a referee. That's number one. And number two, right, is... The other one that's my bugbear at the moment is the whole steps thing, right? I know you're saying it's 34 or 5 year, right? And I know that maybe some mightn't be part of the curriculum for the referees, right? but there's a lot of referees getting steps very much wrong for them. You probably can't say anything about them, no, but they're easily. Yeah, um, I suppose the first one, the linesman, 
please bring it to our ear and, and tell us. Um, that's that's up to the referee on the day. He can take it on board what he says, like i.e. a red card, yellow card inside the twenty meter line. So yeah, he, the referee is mic'd up to us, and he can he can tell us what he sees. And if we are in agreement with him, okay. we'll, we'll we'll implement that. On 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 the second one, the steps the steps and the hand pass are issues. I can't I can't disagree with you. The steps are a problem. Um, we're, there's something that we're going to have to sharpen up on. Okay. Oh, and Fergal, I'm I'm the complete opposite end of TJ. I'm a big believer in the technology, and I believe that the rugby fraternity have got it right nearly 100 percent of the time. And what I also see from the rugby as well is the communication between the lines, the umpires with the referee. They're nearly all on cue all the time, and it's very obvious that they have a very very good relationship with all the the, the linesmen and the referee. But I, I'm like we have technology in the big stadiums. Surely the technology must be brought into it. You're only going to be using it on one or two occasions where you're just unsure. And if you're two lines when I said to you, Fergal, I'm not 100% certain whether he was inside or outside the line. It'll only take uh, 20, 30 seconds to get that right. And as you say, the last thing you want to do is be at home that night watching the Sunday game with your family or going to work delivering posts the following morning at six o'clock and some fella waiting for you to do say, hey, you got that one fairly wrong last night. Comparing rugby to hurling now, right? Yeah. Is, 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 is not fair. No, no. You're comparing the, the use of technology to get the correct decisions right. And lads, well, that, it's, that's it's an American football. But the, the referee, the referee can make that call. Let the referee go and use technology if there's any bit of doubt. Uh, he sent me the email um, of yours obviously it, it was very interesting he said uh, you know you saw it in the rugby the other night I didn't really see it now but I was able to google it or whatever like he was saying about a captain's uh, call a captain's call or a captain's challenge that each yes. team would have won and I think was it Connacht used it the other night uh, to challenge right at the end uh, did also get a try but there was, there, was there a knock on or something I don't know what the rules of the thing even but it worked for them and they got it re- replayed, looked at in the stand and no try and they won the game. I think. Was that the gist of it anyway? Yes. But I think that's the gist of his suggestion anyway. Like, Yes. Ba- basically, the, the captain has a right to challenge the decision of the referee and the decision goes upstairs to be viewed on the TV monitor where the TV referee makes a decision that uh, the referee has made the wrong call. Um, if, if the captain has been proved to be correct, he continues to hold his captain's call for the rest of the game. If the referee has proved to be right and the captain was wrong, well, he can dispute no further uh, decision by the referee for the rest of the game. So that's yeah, that's what it? the captain's call is about. Or something an very close one, I, know, I know you said it the last day, you're kind of looking at maybe four <laughs> 20-minute quarters now if we're keeping the water break in. And for I suppose, that's, will you miss them where Fornas? No. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> we one of the most I famous did. ones at club level here, no? Uh, the issue, the issue. I just going back to Mark's point. The issue I'd have with um, the captain having his, which is fine. Like I just think, I just think we're playing a different level, a different speed game altogether too. That rubbish in England soccer and and um, and rugby, like is, we're playing at a different speed. Like you hold up a game there for a minute in a game of hurling. We want we want intensity in our game, and we've we've we had it all our lives. Don't complicate things. Keep it simple. We're human beings. If we make a mistake, the player will make a mistake. The goalie drop a ball into the net. The fullback will make a mistake. 
it, 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 we're GA people. It's part of life. Let's not don't don't fix something that's not broken. But Fergus, hold on a while, Fergus. Now, to be fair, right, it is slightly broken on some of the big calls. So go back to Austin Gleeson and the the ball that wasn't behind the post, right? That was against that was Waterford and Tipperary. And there was a goal awarded, and it was clearly shown that Austin Gleeson's hand was outside. Now, if Waterford won that game, they could possibly have qualified for the championship. That was a big call, Fergal. And I'm only saying in incidents whereby there might only be one or two, there may be no incident, Fergal. The technology is there, and you've already admitted, you've admitted yourself that you don't want to be at home at night having made the wrong decision, particularly when the technology is there, Fergal. And I, I agree with you, you know, that we don't want the game held up. And, but lads, this is a culture. We are changing. We are evolving all of the time. And if the punter coming through the door is paying 70 or 80 quid to go to a match, right, um, I think he deserves to get the calls right and go back. The most, the most recent one is the semi-final against uh, Kilkenny and Limerick, whereby it was clear and obvious that the defender, uh, the semi-final, the defender... Uh, blocked the ball, it went out for a, it should have went out for a 65, and it was missed by the umpires, it was missed by the linesmen, it was missed by the referee, Fergal, with all due respects. And uh, Limerick were beaten by a pint. Am I right in saying that, TJ? Yeah, and that was missed yeah. by all the officials that day. So, Fergal, to be fair now, the technology is there and it, it has to be used, Fergal. And it's your friend, Fergal, is what I would be saying. I'd be using the technology. The technology for the Limerick, the technology for the, the war for tip match, in the, there, w- there wouldn't be any technology in the Gaelic rounds to call that. What's your fergal? We saw it on television. Everybody that was watching the match live could see. No, that, what I'm saying to you is was in, in, in Crow Park, where you have Hawkeye, if the ball crossed the line, they would be able to make a call on it. But in, in, inside in the goal or a normal field, you can't. So you're saying to us, what you're looking for is that you go over to, to a monitor and, and judge it for yourself on the day. Underneath the stand like a soccer match, that wouldn't work, Mark. No, what, I, what I'm saying, Fergal, is that I think you could see that from the big screen exactly the same as what's on television that Austin Gleason's hand was outside the post and it was shown on the replay of the television live on the match, the same way as the, the ball that went wide for the Kilkenny sideline mm. ball against Limerick. It was obvious seeing it. On the television, that was replayed straight afterwards, uh, Fergal, that it hit the players hurley and was deflected out for a 65. That should have been picked up, Fergal, on that day. Could you see, Fergal, that maybe on one occasion, now that was the situation, you'd have a Declan Hannon coming over to you and say, ref, we want to make our challenge on that line ball. That, that was touched by Killian Buckley. It's a 65 for us. And you just go upstairs. You needn't run over to any monitor. Would you just say, right. lads, I have a captain's challenge here. Uh, Limerick <laughs> questioning uh, whether the ball went wide or was touched. Guys have a quick look at it on the replay. I mean, I was in the studio that day, but I wasn't on that night, I think. But we lads straight away were able to tell me, like, uh, and I was rushing to get into a taxi to get back to RTE bus. I said, lads, what was the story? No, we, it wasn't too clear watching the game down real time. But they were able to tell me straight away, like, before I got out of the RTE box to go back to, to Donnybrook. That it, it had come off Buckley's early. Yeah, well, the, that Kilkenny Limerick match that Mark brought up is probably a great. It's probably it's probably the best um, example that you example. could have you could have brought up in the fact that it was the last puck of the game, right? Time was up. 
and there would have been no there would have been no great um, stop to the game. You could you could you could have had a look at it, but I, I'm just talking about in general. Okay, I don't know, and I think TG is yeah. in agreement on that one. That like, would you be stopping the match a J match every? So you're just saying maybe your no. mark is looking for one. You're just looking for one call mark, is it? One what, what, okay. absolute. Oh yeah. Jesus, yeah. we we want to keep the game moving as much as yeah. possible. But when there is a clear an obvious yeah. situation and look yeah. you'll know straight away if a player is bluffing right. you or not you you've seen many players down through the years trying to scallywag with you but you know the, genu mm. the genuine fellow as well like i said listen you're wrong there that's a wrong call well look to be yeah, honest to be honest doing. with you if to answer your question truthfully um any tool that 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 as uh, that the ga will put into a referee's toolbox as the fellow says that'll make my life easier I'd be all for it, and I would I would agree with you 100. If if that's what was brought in, I'd be delighted. I'd no problem doing it, but it would only want to be one. It wouldn't want to be. We wouldn't want to be because that there in England is a. Oh yeah, that's a disaster. disaster I, to say, to, to, I have no to problem with that. The least. So um, yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously, if 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 that was brought in and we could use that once in a game, if we got the decision right, yeah, absolutely. All the referees want to get the right decisions for every team and every player. So Fergal, we, we take it like what you you love it moving, sure we all do. Like what what's your feeling with the water breaks then? Like and I know you said straight away you didn't miss the more foreigners from coming across making a change, but also probably having a snipe with you on their way, as you can imagine. Yeah, well I, I again, uh, personally water breaks to me in, in a normal year is a no no. I wouldn't be far going forward, like some people are saying four twenties or whatever. Absolutely not. Um Again, the rhythm of the game, and we've seen it last year alone, how many times it altered um, big games, like the, the turnaround after the after the 17 to 20 minutes, whenever it was. Certain teams were able to, were, were way better at it, and that's been proven um, by tactics. We've seen that, okay? So, no, I, I'd love to go back. I'd love the 35 minutes aside. It's, it's, it's brilliant. It's into end stuff. But look, at the moment, with COVID the way it is, we all have to row in behind the water breaks, and that's fine, but... To answer your question, going forward, would I want it? No, absolutely not. I, I think the two thirty fives is a great game, Ireland, and it doesn't need to be altered. I agree anyway with that. I, I definitely, I definitely. I think, think you did, missed did. the male foreigners, Virgil. Surely, like I, I kind of felt there. <laughs> I, I felt that sometimes, you know, if we had a poor start to the game and their free count was maybe eight two or eight one or whatever, like I go into the ripsy, just we're we're hardly that dirty. We we are creating all the fouls. You know what I mean? I feel I I feel then that we might get a handy one in the next two or three minutes, right? So I kind of feel that the Mayor Forna's role would be critical to the game or certainly at club level. <laughs> My answer to that were if you come in to me, I'd say to you're the one getting the big money, you get to you get it right. Bye, Fargal, bye. I must say, um when Dalo was um when Dalo was told us during the week that the Joe ran, I went back and I looked at the All Ireland final last night, right? And um, my initial reaction last year after the final was that you gave water for a hard time. Okay, and um, I'd have to retract everything I said afterwards because I watched it back last night in the call light of day, and I must say you gave some performance. You gave a brilliant performance, and you weren't hard and water at all. I got it wrong, I must say, but you, I thought you gave a, a fantastic display of refereeing in last year's All Ireland final. Now, you, couple you of things cut, from you it. Did cut, you did cut. You did cut. Well, I just said I thought he was hard and water, right? <laughs> uh, but 
I must say, I, but come here, Taylor, it's like everything. Sometimes you get it wrong too, like, you know. What was it like to referee the game with no crowd there? Well, look, you'd, obviously, um, you'd miss, you know, everyone misses the crowd. It's, it's part and parcel of the, of the big day. Um, but it, did, it didn't change the way we, we went about our business and the fact that we, we went up to Castle Knock to Saturday as normal and as a team and stayed in Castle Knock under, under the COVID um, guidelines. And I have to say, Castle Knock Hotel were excellent in the way they um, accommodated us. And um, the Sunday morning was normal and in, in, in taxi is the normal way. Um, it was excellent. And obviously... <clears throat> the Joe McDonough final was on force like the minor match would have been in a normal year. So everything about the All-Ireland final last year was the same as it was in 17 for me, except that you missed the crowd. Like you, you, you obviously, when you come out on, into, into Crow Park and All-Ireland final day, and the three of you have, have, have experienced that, you know you know what it's like. But the hair standing on the back of your head. But like, once the ball is thrown in, whether there's 80,000 people there or there's no one there, you you have to be completely zoned in on... on, on um, what you have to do and if you're not you'll be soon found out and look um, it was a privilege obviously to I was lucky in the fact that I refereed the last All-Ireland in September and I've refereed one now in December um, so I don't know I don't know will that happen again so I I, I was delighted to be appointed to, to, to the final to be honest about it and um, um, look it was it was a um, it wasn't as close as it was in 17 obviously um Limerick are, are just phenomenal on the day, obviously, like the they put the boot to the floor in the second half and it was it was um now, it was a great experience now, you, to be in you, the middle of it. You did miss the um the little pork and the Leroy that Tom Manosy gave Aston Gleason. Yeah. I missed a lot more than that. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> if, that's, if that's all you miss, you'll have a good day, <laughs> No. But Fergal, I, I, I thought that the referees last year probably would have been easier for you um, with no crowd. Do you know what I mean? Let's say the crowd felt that the decision was wrong or whatever. You'd have 25,000 people roaring at you and looking for the next decision, I suppose. I, I would have thought that with no crowd, there might be more, maybe maybe less kind of pressurised. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially if there's new referees coming on the panel. It's, it was a great year to um, to throw them into games. You know, like we had Ian Gordon as a new ref last year and he done... Pip and Limerick and he done um, Clare and Wexford you know that was a great opportunity for, for, for new referees and Sean Stack done Cork and Limerick Cork and Waterford sorry and another qualifier you know so yeah it, it, you're right it was it, it was easier it is easier referee obviously with no crowd and it was an opportunity for, for new lads and I think you'll see the same um, in the coming year I think you'll see a few new faces on board and and hopefully um, things will go well from the National League Fergal, uh, just a funny one there. Um, you know, all the talk last year coming up to it. I know it wouldn't bother you from get from having gotten to know you. All the talk about Liam and yourself, Liam Cal, having hurled together. Does that like would there be people saying that you on I know it's a weird year now, we weren't meeting any as many, but you would be um in your job. But was did that occupy any of your few minutes before you went to sleep time? No, absolutely not. Um um as I said to you earlier on, I don't do social media. You won't find me on any social media platforms. I'm not, I'm not just coming on here saying that. I don't, <clears throat> obviously, for obvious reasons, being a referee, I don't I don't have an opinion on what Mark Landros thinks or TG thinks or you think, you know what I mean? Um, look, I played, I had the honour of playing with Liam Cahill at minor under 21 and senior. And I also um, was very close to Liam, obviously, when he, was, when he was the minor manager, 20 manager, 21 manager. I done a lot of um, a lot of we'll say in-house games and went through like I did with you tonight the rules, and um, 
Yourself and Liam would be would be would be would be close in that respect. Since he took over Waterford, I haven't been involved with him in any capacity. Obviously, he's he's with Waterford, and I'm with I'm temporary. So, like, I think in fairness to TJ, someone said to me that you done a podcast, and TJ Ryan said that he'd no issue with Fergal Horgan doing the All Ireland final. Um, like, I I was only interested in one person today at the All Ireland final, and that was Fergal Horgan. Um, obviously, I wish Liam Cahill the best of luck. I I would know John Kiley as well as I know Liam Cahill from he's the principal in the, in my neighbouring parish in Tip Town. And I, I know John Kiley as, as well as I know anyone, Liam Cahill or anyone. So to answer your question, was I going to go out in all, in all Ireland final um, to um, to help out either John Kiley or Liam Cahill? Absolutely not. Uh, I think I, I'm a lot better person than that. If I make a mistake, I make a mistake genuinely. But as regards um, going out and not doing the job properly, the All Ireland final day is not the day to be doing that. No, oh, Asher, look at that. That's just been bandied around by, you know, people putting up pictures of the two in an under-21 final team and stuff like that. <laughs> but, sure we, we but I was privileged. I was, I was, yeah, I was yeah. obviously privileged to play minor 21 and senior with Tipperary. And um, Michael Beaton was on DIN teams too. But look, I went to college too with a, with a lot of lads that went on to play with Limerick and Cork and I refereed them and um, they were managers afterwards. And look, the GA is, is as you know, is, is, is a small and tight community and... Anthony Daly won't go anywhere in Ireland or Mark Landers or TG Ryan with any team that they haven't crossed swords with someone before or been friends. If Anthony Daly is over in the Pierce tomorrow morning and, and TG Ryan is over Gary Spillane, I can't see much favours coming from either the two of you or to the man in the middle. So it's every man for himself, lads, on the big day. And I'm sure the three of you, more so than anyone, appreciate that. Ah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think anybody inside the ropes... I think appreciates all that. Whereas if someone going to another county and playing their own county or somebody refereeing, somebody who they know, like I think we're always looking for somebody an angle here and there. The papers will always look for something, some bit of a story. Like so but I think inside the ropes there's a huge respect amongst what you said there about coaches, players, referees, that everyone is there to do the best job they can for the team they're involved with in that moment. Um, Fergus, is, is there any danger of of a kind of what we hate from soccer? Uh, a danger of a kind of a diving culture creeping in with some of these forwards looking to draw the automatic penalty in the ten minutes in the bin. Yeah, absolutely. That's 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 that that will creep in, but we we we'll stem that out um, fairly quickly. I'd imagine um, we're not that easily fooled, you know. And and a player feigning foul or injury is that he's the player that'll be yellow carded. Um, unfortunately, he can't be sin binned, obviously, but he will be yellow carded and. Um, no, no, that's it's it's very that's that's probably one of the easiest fouls in the game to um to spot quickly is the player diving. It's 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 very easily to cop on, and we don't worry. I, I can't see the referees being caught on that one. Good stuff, good stuff. That's great. I, I actually didn't know you could a fella could dive and he could get a yellow card. So there's more. I, I the Sunday game people should be brought on a course. I think for these stats as well. Like the the one foul, I I think you know a number of years ago it happened in football whereby the defender was putting his hand in over the shoulder of the forward, and then the forward was catching his hand and was pulling the defender down on top of him. And I think that some of the forwards at the moment are doing something similar, Fergal, because the defender puts in the holly, and the forward is catching the holly, and he's pulling the defender down on top of him. And that's, that's one of the... I think it depends on the referee, Fergal, on the day, who, how they see that. There's two, there's two different fouls there, um... Just to clear up, if you put the hurry in over someone's shoulder, it doesn't matter whether whether the other player holds his hurry or not. It's still a free. You cannot put the hurry in that in that in high. So straight away, that's a foul. Okay. 
you're saying, well, just say, just for instance, over yeah. the shoulder, so you were hurrying yeah. around here. Yeah, so coming over, right. Yeah, it's a free, it's, it's around the neck, it's it's too high, it's not allowed. Um, the one where you come in around the waist, and I that's, that's the one that is the is the issue where but to hurry in to flick away the ball and your man puts his hand in underneath you and pulls you down. That's that's the yellow card to the player that pulls you that, that pulls him down. That that should be easily catch as well. Um I think the problem with the other one is that when, when he puts his hurry in over his neck and he pulls him down, the referee will give the free in because it's deemed as, as a high tackle. It's a it's a foul in the first instance. Yeah. Okay. The head yeah. the head has become sacred ground in, in a hurry match and in football, obviously. And it's the one place that um there's no discretion on a referee's part. We have to pull them once. Yeah, no, it's, it's again, I, I just saw the incident with Jack Prendergast and Keane Lynch on the television again last night. In fairness to you, Jack Prendergast had, with a, with a kind of a half a hurl, he had caught him across the ear. You gave a foul into a free to Limerick, but you didn't, you didn't yell a card because you obviously made up your mind that it was an accidental collision rather than an intentional shot. Yeah, there was no intent in it. Um, it was part of play. He went to get the ball. Keane Lynch nipped in in front of him. Obviously, Keane is a fabulous. He's very nippy and brilliant hands, and just got there before him. And I use my discretion. They they probably say I, I they probably say I could have yellow carded him. If I gave him a yellow card, I would have been correct because he got him to the side of the ear. But I felt on the day it was a complete accident by from Jack Prendergast. So I wasn't going to yeah, book him I, just for the sake. But I would say that's that's the number one referee in this country speaking here now, right? Whereas I think if you had, we say like the Liam Gardens, or the, and I, I'm, I'm sorry for bringing up the, their names, but a younger referee or a more inexperienced referee might have played that one by the book and given them the yellow card. Yeah, well, obviously, obviously, um, that comes with experience, and you know when you have an Ireland final done, um, and you get a second or third, like James Owens would have three finals done, and I've two finals done, and we're the only two referees at the moment on the panel that has all Ireland finals refereed, and. Look, it's like it's like it's like playing on all irons and winning all irons. You have to use your discretion um, with these things. And look, you can get carried away too. And look, these all the Liam, Liam, the Liam Gardens and these lads, they'll get their day. They'll get their chance. And um, it's I was there in fifteen, sixteen, same way. Like you, 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 you just you, you go by the book. And on all iron final day, you have to go. You have to. You have to be. You have to be sharp, and you have to. You have to be able to make split decisions. As I said, to you, it's 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 all about feel for the game and. Look, I played the game myself, and I know when a fella, if a fella turns and he pulls across a fella, it's an easy decision. Like, but the Jack, the Jack Prendergast, I guess one on on Jack on Keane Lynch was just complete speed of thought from Keane Lynch. And yeah, why was I going to give a yellow card just to tick to tick to tick um tick off something on a list? Yeah, yeah, it's not for me. It's yeah. it's um my my opinion on it is if they want me to refer if they, if they if I'm picked to referee the match, I'll referee the game and. You know, I, I give it. I give him my best shot, and if if, if that, the day that's not good enough, I'll be left on the sideline, and I can't do anything about that. For international rugby, the referee um, will take, let's say, an email from each camp. I think up to five or six days before the big game or whatever, right? So, let's say if I was playing with Landers, he always holds the hurley from behind, goes down daily, comes out, pulls the jersey, goes down looking for the handy free. Like, can you see a situation like this maybe before championship games where? Each manager will be able to get a little bit of his chest, so at least he's telling the referee to look out for this. What's happening both sides, right? Is this something that could happen? That's in, in, in that what the mere foreigner used to. Yeah, more <laughs> or less. That's what I'm saying. Now, now the mere foreigner, like, like you know yourself, the, the amount of analysis going on in each camp now is 
at a level that hasn't been there before. It's off the charts. They will spot things that are certainly constant. So they'll see a cornerback or a side that he always does this and he's getting away with it. So if the manager tells you on the Monday, just wondering would it be would it be good for the game? No, he he also has the other manager doing the same for let's say for Limerick or whatever. So I'm just wondering would that bring up improvement? Yeah, so, um, to be to be an option, but like um, the cornerback that that's that's that that the other manager has highlighted, all the referees would 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 know who he is too. You know what I'm saying? Um, I wouldn't need T.G. Ryan or Anthony Daly to tell me that um, Fergal Horgan is holding the corner forward every day he goes out. Like we're 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 looking, we're being educated every week too on um, on matches that have been played last week and the week before, and the matches were coming up to referee. So like we know what's going on on the ground, the very same as as the manager and um, the players do. They might they mightn't realise that, but we're 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 getting as much education as they are. Um, there's no there's no stone left unturned in Crow Park <clears throat> with the resources that we have at our disposal. So we're we're not going into any match um, blind, as as we're not going into any match looking for anyone in particular or any hassle. We want to referee the game without any 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 issues if at all possible. But we're, we're, we we know what we're looking out for. We know what's going on. And like Mark said, watch the fill up the player pulling down. We we know if, if there's a certain player doing that and we're well honed into that. Right. Uh, one of one of the things I I I will miss for about the crowd being back in is being up on the T V gantry and being able to shout down before the All Ireland final. Don't make a balls of it, Fergal <laughs> Did, you, you, you done that this year, sir. You done that last year anyway. You still done it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it would have no effect if there was a crowd there. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't we all don't we all wait for the day that there will be eighty thousand at a match again? Please God, sometime oh, God, soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. We won't have it this year, but we will. We'll have it back. You know. Yeah, yeah Fergal. The um, one thing that that comes up a, a fair bit is that um, some decisions you know obviously oh, the ref somebody must have had a, a word in his ear from upstairs. So there's one in, there's one decision that comes to mind straight away is um, Tipperary were playing with Brian Hogan the the goalkeeper's hand went behind the um, crossbar and the ball was pucked out there was a free award the free was taken there was a there was a point awarded to Tipperary and then at that stage the I suppose it must have been Hawkeye must have called it that the ball was over the post and the free the, the point was taken away from Tipperary. And was at it and went back for a puck out. So, can you go through that? Was was that Hawkeye that made that decision that day? And the other question is, um, are you the referee mic'd up upstairs during the course of the game? Yeah. So, <clears throat> to clarify the Hawkeye situation, the, the Hawkeye one baffles me as regards watching the match when I come home or what the pundits like. I'm very surprised that. Um, lads that are commentating on matches actually don't know exactly what's going on and it's it's it's, it's there now since 2013 and I suppose I had the, the unlucky um, job the same day when, when the Hawkeye broke down in the minor semi-final where um, <clears throat> what, uh, young Barry um, Limerick, Limerick Barry Nash, yeah. Barry Nash yeah. um, we yeah. gave a point and, and it was disallowed because the Hawkeye was, was set for the football settings on the same day but um what happens is it's very sim- simple. Is that we're the Hawkeye is is in the dressing room for us when we arrive at the match. Um, we're all the four umpires are mic'd up, and the referees mic'd up. The two linesmen and the fourth official, and the Hawkeye official who's in who's in the Hawkeye boot, 
which normally in hurling at the moment would be Willie Barrett or Dickie Murphy, two former referees. So the Hawkeye protocol is very straightforward in the fact <clears throat> you have two, there's two options. Option one is if the umpire is unsure that the ball has not gone between the posts, he can automatically not go for a, a, a wide ball or a pint. He'll make the Hawkeye signal, which is a square, like a square television. In the instance that he waved it wide or he gave a point, and either decision was incorrect, Hawkeye will inform us, i.e. Willie Barrett or Dickie Murphy, within seven seconds, if that decision is incorrect. If that decision is incorrect, then, the, then it's wide or a point, and it'll be waved wide if it's wide, or a point. If it's a point, you'll get a point. But if Hawkeye comes in and the umpire has made a decision, you automatically know that the umpire's decision is wrong. Because Hawkeye won't intervene. You won't hear from Hawkeye at all unless the umpire has got the decision wrong. So you'll often hear people on television saying, geez, that looked tight. Why didn't he go for Hawkeye? Well, that's the answer for you. That's the nuts and bolts of it. He didn't go for Hawkeye because the umpire is correct. It's a point. If you're wondering why on television, why it's not, that is the reason. It's quite simple. If the, if the umpire gave a point and it looked wide, it wasn't. It was a point. It, it, Hawkeye will only intervene if the umpire is incorrect. And and in the situation with the Brian Hogan incident, you mentioned the seven seconds there. There was obviously something, because either Dickie Murphy or Willie Ballot obviously wasn't in the boot that day because it took about a minute and a half to get the decision to, that day. Was there any particular reason behind that, Fergal? Um. No, I think if you go back to the game that you're on about, it was the, the semi-final. Was it Tip and Wexford, was it? Yeah. I think so, yeah. That's, that's the game, Anthony. Yeah, that's the game. That's yeah. the game, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think what happened that day was um, that Brian Hogan caught the ball and just poked down underneath the Hogan stand. Yeah. And I think a Tip player caught it and was fouled around the nick. Hmm. Okay? Yeah. And the referee, yeah. the, and referee was, went, the referee went over to speak to the Wexford man uh, could have given a yellow card, but he gave him a, a speaking to. And I think he got lost. He got caught up in the fact that he was, after giving the free, and he was talking to the player. And if you go back to the match, the free was taken quickly. And went in, and Tip, Tip actually didn't get a point. Tip got a goal in that game. Sorry. Not a point. So it yeah. was a four-point yeah. turnaround. So it wasn't, that wasn't the Hawkeye issue as the as fact that... Um, that it was relayed slow. I just think a lot of things happened in that 10 seconds. And that's what happened on that day. Um, and with full capacity, you know, um, there are, are supporters roaring them. And that was a very, very intense game. If you think back to this one, very intense game. Um, but no, um, Dickie and, and Willie, in fairness, it, it, no, I would say they have to go back and, and review it on. <clears throat> to make sure it's, it's right. See, that ball didn't actually hit the ground. It just went over the crossbar, hand behind the crossbar, yeah. and brought back in. So, you know, it's not as clear. But, like, what, what, but further, what, what it does, what, if you know, that was a, that's a fantastic explanation uh, as to why Hawkeye does come in. So it's, it's basically if the umpire gets a decision wrong, Hawkeye intervenes. But the clarification of the length of time that it takes for it to be corrected is fantastic as well because that now then proves my point on the technology that the lads in the boot can be your friend any day 
So if you get 20 seconds or 30 seconds, and I don't think they're paying punter minds waiting for 20 seconds to get a decision right, and you as a referee and the linesmen or the umpires who are amateurs and are not paid and have got to go to work on a Monday morning, the last thing you want is to get a decision incorrect. Are your, are your linesmen or your umpires, for that matter, I think it takes a lot of pressure off those guys. And I, I definitely think technology, with the speed of what you've clarified, how, it, how a decision is made, has to has to be brought forward. Yeah, the only the only time that Hawkeye becomes an issue, even from a punter point of view, or Anthony commentating on a match or whatever the case may be, is the Brian Hogan situation. Okay, i.e., where a player brings a ball back from over the crossbar. Normally, the ball would hit the, hit the net or go wide, right? Then then there becomes loads of time to to get for Hawkeye to work properly. Do you know what I'm saying? The seven seconds. Yeah. Yeah. But if the ball is brought down from over the crossbar, it hasn't gone dead. And the game is the game seven seconds a lot in the game of hurling. The ball could be in the net at the other end, no problem. And that's where the problem arose that day that the ball didn't go dead, that it was brought back from over the crossbar. And that's the only time that um the time the time could come into question. It is a big help for when when from now on anyway, when you'll be doing com- co-commentating and a point is given, and I'm saying I'm, I'm surprised it didn't go to Hawkeye for that one. It was very tight. That's because mm-hmm. it is a point, and and the umpire's decision is correct. We know yeah. going forward. I know how they're going forward. Finding out a lot but, of but, lads. But also, also Anthony, the fact that the goal was disallowed and the point was awarded to Wexford does prove that the public want the correct decision made. And the players and the team and the officials want the correct decision made. You had no ambiguity afterwards. Everybody understood straight away that Brian Hogan had brought the ball back from behind the posts. And there was no complaints from anybody. I say, at the same time, it was a good thing to tip won the match. Mark, do you know, like, they got, they, got, they got a goal wiped off and Wexford got a point awarded. Like, no tip won That's the right, match. yeah, but, say, but like... I don't think you could have any issues with um, the referee on that one. I think the referee, that was 100% correct. If the ball is over the bear, I'm a tip man, and it was a tip ball that was disallowed. But the referee and the, and the Hawkeye got the right decision that day. It was a point. Correct. No point in saying if Tip had, hadn't won the match. That incident was, was, was 100% correct on the day. That one was correct. And that's the way it should be. That's what we want. That correct. The right, team, the right team gets the right decision. I know, I, I know. I, I can just imagine being in RTE, lads, and, and one of the things is the, the amount of emails in and the amount of messages in um, complaining or what, you know, most of the time it's the same people probably complain every Sunday, but on that one, I remember, remember thinking to myself at that time that I was on the panel, I think, that day, that that's just as well tipper after winning this because there would have been a fair bit. But I, I had no issue that the correct decision was made. Don't but Delo... Dale, go, go back to the Leinster football final a number of years ago, Mead and Loud, whereby Joey Sheldon threw the ball over the line and a goal was awarded to Mead. Like, like if you're a, a loud player or a loud supporter or the loud management team that day, you're fairly sick to this day that you, you had a Leinster football medal in your back pocket. A lot of players were denied a medal that day because the decision was incorrect. The player threw yeah, the ball again- into the net. Again, you're back to the same scenario as 65 for Limerick. You know, if we'd stopped it, a, ch- a captain's challenge, and he'd say he threw it in, so free out. And, and I, we're back to that. I wouldn't be, I would be inclined to agree with you. One challenge, 
we should think about it. Yeah. One, one. But, I wouldn't but, even, but even the second but, one if he was proven right. But, but how, many, how many of them decisions? How many of them big decisions have we come across in the last twenty years? Half a dozen. That's all. Yeah. If you're saying to me we're getting we're getting ninety nine point nine percent of it right, so so that's I think I, you are. I, 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 yeah. I think the referees are doing an unbelievable job. But I do like the obvious ones are the Aston Gleeson ball. There wasn't a goal. The Joey Sheldon one. You know that that should have been corrected. Um, yeah. But that was that was that was a high stakes match because Loud Loud are never going to get back that opportunity for like and absolutely that'll yeah. haunt that'll haunt them for the rest of their lives in in that situation. And I, I, well, I was think, a, in fairness in fairness the man the man that refereed that match unfortunately like he didn't that was that was the end of it for you know that was but he, so he, but paid he, he, he did but he he rushed in and. More or less, kind of said to his umpire, "Is it a goal or not?" You may said, "Yes." He put put up the flag, but if he got the opportunity to step back a second and say, "Right, lads, I want to go to Hawkeye for that decision," because it was quite obvious with the loud players, the way they they congregated around it, that they knew that your man had thrown the ball over the line. Um, yeah, Hawkeye, think, Hawkeye, Hawkeye was not even in use that time. That was two thousand. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't. But you couldn't, we can't, use, we can't yeah. use Hawkeye anyway for any um, match decisions. It's no. just not allowed. So. Yeah. And then, Mac, I'd be careful what you wish for. I, I, I don't think there has been any addition to the UK. No. I think it's ruined the game. I think we have the greatest and fastest, right? And you have to remember in Hurling, right, we're probably heading for potentially north of 60 scores per game, right? which is going to be literally impossible to manage. But from a technology point of view, we'll check every single one. Seven, eight, ten seconds takes the buzz out of the game. And I'm forecasting here, right, the 2021, I think we could potentially be in for the best monster championship ever. I genuinely think that. I'll tell you my reasons why, right? I think the players have had the three, four months off where they've got all their body to get fully rehabbed, fully prepped, get their SNC on, right? I think the managers have the perfect scenario. Yeah, it's only a three-week lead into the National League, right? But they have all their players. There's no sideshow, no Fitzgibbon Cup, no club is pulling off from no nothing. They're the perfect. I do think the league will be a little boxing because they'll be trying to get their first 20, 21, 22 players. But I think every team will be spot on for championship. I think it'll be the fastest and best yet. And we we've uh, on that like uh, we've had the draws now, lads, all, all during the week. Obviously, um, we anything stand out? I suppose I suppose obviously Limerick and Cork is to tie it around for isn't it? Um, you'll probably be doing that. <laughs> um, well, normally, <laughs> no. First of all, let's get on the panel. Um, yeah. That's 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 not just because you run the All Ireland last year doesn't give you. <laughs> unfortunately, um, there's a lot of water to go under the bridge. But look, um, normally. The monster referees would be would be sent to Leinster normally, um, and we'd end up up there. But look, I'd just be delighted to do any game. But obviously, Cork and Limerick would be, and you know, I was, I suppose it's going back to when I when my own days playing and things like the one team you always fear, even when you're going bad or or, or presumably going bad. Go back to go back to nineteen. Cork came into the Gaelic rounds and they they they, they gave a lesson like they they whipped Limerick off the field. And I would be, I would be, you know, I'm sure John Kiley will have him ready, but I just have a sneaky feeling for Cork. Yeah, it was, it was, it was the one when they, when they threw it out, I kind of gasped with like a player got one yeah. for Brian Law. Brian Law can't complain about that because they beat him in the quarterfinal last year to be a chance for them to go to go back at them yeah. and to put putting clear people talking hurling again, thank God. And then the winners make me tip, and everyone is wondering 
what hip will be like, like Champions 19 and what will come out like. But lads, what, what was the feeling on the ground in both Cork and in Limerick on the draw? Cork is it's the, it's the hardest draw they could possibly get. Like, as TJ had said, you're playing the league, the Munster and the All-Ireland Champions. What a fucking disaster, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's the toughest draw we could have expected. Like, you know, I, I think... Cork will be on the back foot like they'll be raging outsiders for the game and um, I suppose with the big turnaround in players as well this year uh, there'll probably be a lot of question marks as to what the starting 15 will be the likes of you know the Anthony Nashes, the Christopher Joyce's the Aidan Walsh's the Connell Hands gone so who will who will Keir Kingston be replacing them with you know but I mean we have a reasonably good record against Limerick and you'll be hoping that a bit of youth I suppose and a bit of enthusiasm um, it's unlikely that we'll catch um, Limerick off guard, I would say, because because we've had a good record against them. But it's 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 a real it's the toughest draw possible, I suppose, from a Cork point of view, meeting the All Ireland final. Yes, and TJ, is there much much trepidation around Shannon's side? Like with Don Grady gone in as a kind of a defensive. Uh, master coach now as well, and that being seen as their Achilles heel. But it's true. What I thought straight away when it came out was Cork have caused Limerick bother, like. Yeah, I, I have to say, Delo, I thought the draw was good for all teams. I even see Landers there. There's a little bit of a, there's a, little bit of a smirk there. Like, they, I don't know about it. They will be gunning for this. They, they, they have all the time in the world to prepare for this. The other thing that stands out for me is we have a potential Liam versus Liam in the other semi-final, which would kind of really kind of draw the attention. Yeah. So it would be like like there was a lot of Liam Kyle taking over tip sheeties there. So that, 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 that'll be some semi-final. I think like there hasn't been... Like, Limerick going for three in a row. There hasn't been three in a row done in Munster since the team of the late 80s, which is hard to believe, actually. When I went just searching for that, it hasn't been done in north of 30 years. So it is a big ask. Um, Limerick are entitled to be favourites, um, what they've shown over the last number of years. But like our Reds Cork is there for everyone to see. So definitely Cork won't be fearing as much as maybe some other teams. But I go back to what I was saying, Dello. I think, I think we could be in for one of the best championships. I think that everyone... I think there'll be no excuses. I think that the players are there. You have full availability. Last year, there was coming off either short or long club campaigns. Mm. Even in tip scenario there, yeah. where there was football and playing hurling with the McGraths. With a Wexford yeah. scenario where they played the Hurling Championship first. I think if you ask any of the inter-county managers, aside from potentially a short three week into the, league, into the league, that'll be fine because I think the league... Without the way the league is structured this year, I don't think it'll be a major factor for any managers. But I think this is perfect. I think they'll all be very, very happy with this. And I think all their houses in order. And I think we're going to see the best of every team. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. I'd agree with TJ that I think I think there's there's something in everything in the draw. Every team has got a bit out of it. I think tip of the team. That'll probably profit the most out of it, Anthony. Um, they were jaded last year, as far as I was concerned. I didn't think they had the enthusiasm that they had the year previous. And I think there could be a dark horse for the championship this year. Yeah, I think people will say, though, maybe there's not enough of Liam Cahill's young lads, if you like, have been blown. Yeah. And, 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 and will the legs still be there then on a, on a roast and hot July day, maybe, for some of the older brigade? But look, I've no doubt you've no better... Um, Cooks uh, to to make the meal anyway in Liam Sheedy and uh, Tommy Dunn etc. Um, yeah. And Fergal, what would the feeling? 
I, I presume you'd be addressing the Tipperary players about the rules a bit like you were us, uh, or somebody will anyway in, in these couple of weeks. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't have any contact with, um, believe it or not, with with with, um, with Tip Seniors really. Um, since Liam took over, I I don't think I even I think I've done one match for twenty ones and was twenty one manager. Um, no, they're fairly they're fairly sharp. I'd say themselves, like as you said, they have someone involved in every scenario now, and I'm sure there's someone. Um, look, I might be called in the next week or two. I don't know, but um, <clears throat> I know I know there's a lot of that twenty twenty one team that you were talking about there. There's ten or twelve of them gone in over the winter doing training. We say doing their own programs at, on individual basis and. Um, Look, we need them. Um, you think uh, TG hit the nail on the head there. The one thing I'll say about last year, and TG noted there, is that we had a phenomenal tip championship last year. <clears throat> All the big guns got to the knockout stages, right? John McGrath and Noel McGrath were phenomenal for their clubs in both hurling and football, you know. And they're real, they're, they're real ambassadors. They, sh- they really show how, how club players should perform for their clubs. And I can certainly tell you, not every, not every club player performs the way they do for their clubs. And... Um, John McGrath, I'd say, at by the time Tip team came around, he wasn't able to wag like, and they lost a exactly. few county yeah. finals as well, and lost to Hurling in very dramatic circumstances. Um, I'd say that they took a lot out of him, but <clears throat> John McGrath will be will is a serious tool, as you know, on his day, and we didn't see any of that last year. And I just think I wouldn't I wouldn't write off Tip at all um, in the coming year. I think Pawdies and the Brendans, like Taurus, were knocked out early. Boris Lee were gone early. And TG said it even about Limerick, they were off for the three or four months and they'll give them a big lift. The party and the boys are on the go since 09, which is 13 seasons, like when you add it up. And it's a long, long time. And Pawdy probably won seven or eight county titles and got to December Munster Club finals in every year. So I think I, I think I fancy Tip to get to the Munster final. Um that side of the draw. I think they'll come through there. And any, anything can happen from there on, as you know, like Munster Final if they lose even they're still in it. So I think Tip will have a yeah. big say in the championship in 2021. Yeah, well well said, lads. And so much. The Leinster draw fascinating as well. With the, I know like Wexford will have to beat Leash and the Dubs will have to beat Antrim, which could be a bit of recent history to that one, which I'm not proud of. But uh, uh, you could have an unbelievable Kilkenny-Wexford semi-final there in the often. And as ever before, you know, I mean, possibly a Dublin-Galway one as well. And... Um, Look, and it's great. I think there was a bit, you're right, TJ. I think you said it from the get go. It was a bit for, every, for everybody in it. And, and we can yeah. really look forward to it. And again, lads, you know, Saturday week, I think, kicking off, I think, with, with Limerick and Tip and uh, with Cork and Waterford in the National League. So uh, it's great stuff. Great to look forward to. Fergal, we want to thank you most sincerely uh, for coming on with us and being absolutely brilliant. Cleared up a whole pile of stuff, I think, for our listeners as well which is the huge thing. We, we might have picked some stuff up coming up to the championship, but I think our listeners will, will be delighted to get the, you know, the refs thinking on it. And, and you know, I think we asked the relevant questions as well that maybe the, the ordinary punter out there would be thinking. So thanks a minute, Fergal. And we hope you make the panel fairly sure you will. You're looking fit there anyway, only down the Zoom lens now is all I can say. But um, th- thanks so much for coming on with us. And uh, lads, we'll talk to you all soon. The one last thing, is Macklanders get your fantasy team in? Larry is going to have the code up, lads, for our listeners league. Um, so yeah, it's gathering great momentum now everywhere. I think we were kind of we broke the mold. I, mold, I think, with the fantasy hurling, there's loads of different clubs setting up mini leagues now, like so. But uh, Mark, it, 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 
Is this the fantasy? Is this for the championship now or for the league? Is it, Are we oh, getting a it? trial run in the league? Yeah, no, but it is It is in the league as well. Like, there's two fantasy hurlings for the year, so... All right, know, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I advise you going on last year's performance to enter the league one anyway. Yeah, TJ's pick will be easy. He'll be picking 15 numbers. What do you do? He can't. He can only pick two. I can only pick two. I can only pick two, So, yeah, yeah. And they'll be born... League only... All right. League... League only now is challenging because I think there's going to be a bit of uh, shadow boxing here. So mm. you like you could pick a player here and he mightn't get a huge amount of game time because maybe John Kiley will know he's fine. He will be playing in the championship. I need to find out who's going to be playing if something wrong with him. So you're going to get a lot of that in a lot of counties, Mark. So when you're putting your thought process together, Mark, or your selectors together, just make sure to remember it is the league, right? And that you're aware of all the rules. Yeah, well, the well, same, I, I, well, same I, challenge would be there, TJ, to suss out who would like to win a league. <laughs> I just did. I, I, I think, I think, as you're reading the, the league completely wrong. I think um, the fact there's no quarterfinal, semi-final, and final this year. I think you'll see the best team out in all rounds. I think John Kiley will go go all guns out, Liam, Liam Sheedy, to win the league. If you win your four games or whatever, like you're your league champions this year, unless you meet in the championship later on. Like Claire and Limerick did last year, I don't see much shadow boxing. The championship is starting two weeks after that, TJ. You know, unless you know yeah. something, maybe you know the inside um, line on is your club mate and all that. But I can see. I don't think John Kiley will hand over the league, the league cup to hand it to anyone. Is there no relegation this year? No, there is. The bottom two play off. I think uh, at some stage of the year, it might even be later. And uh, mm. I think the promote the promotion game is actually going to be played before an All Ireland semi final or something. The oh yeah, there's something about yeah. yeah there's something happening yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So let's thanks a million. Uh, just to mention, Butler Hurleys are coming in with the prizes again. Uh, initially, I presume we'll have a few more people as well for the for the our fantasy league for the examiner listeners. Um, so again, thanks to everybody for listening, lads. I hope you have a great week. Uh, and thanks Fergal again for for joining us and putting us clear on a few things. No harm every so often. Cheers, lads. Thanks, boys. Thanks Thanks for Keep safe. A, a, a grain of rice. A, a grain of rice is going to tip the scale. Just remember that, then. There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayo, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show that we're no longer a ripping bite of monster. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.